speaking of times of crisis as well, uh, there is certainly one going on in France right now, in particular with nationwide teacher strikes Mm -hmm. that have taken place throughout the past week due to the French government's alleged mismanagement of COVID-19 protocols in schools and other educational facilities as well. And unfortunately, this isn't a new concern as plenty of teachers and parents, they've complained about these conditions for months, yet there's still little resolution to this. Nothing has really been done to attempt to mitigate this situation at all. I mean, the health protocols in these schools They've been constantly changing, adding to all this confusion. And in fact, just this past week alone, the French government has changed these COVID rules twice for schools in the past week. So overall, a lot of confusion uh, going on with that. And here to talk more about it is senior analyst at the OECD Center for Educational Research and Innovation, Stefan Vincent Lankren. Mr. Vincent Lackard, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Indeed, what's going on in France is a lot of changes in the protocol. Actually, the protocol has changed 19 times since the beginning of the crisis, so that uh, it makes sense because, of course, the, you know, the virus evolves, uh, the scientific knowledge evolves, and you know, the government has to take into account the reaction of parents. But there is a fatigue among staff and teachers. Uh, on you know how to implement it, and so that's really one of the big reasons uh, why there were these strikes. You know, so a huge strike um, uh, last week, and a new one which is called, which is, will probably be a bit smaller than the, uh, the the previous one on on Thursday. But yeah, that's really the what's going on, and it's very much related to you know the the fact that uh, the Omicron variant is much more contagious, so that in fact. You have um, about four percent of you know the youngsters, people b- below nineteen, uh, who have been infected. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and if you look at the beginning of the crisis, we were just talking about zero point four percent of you know this group. So that there has been a huge amount of people who've been contact cases among the students, teachers, a lot of school closures. Uh, plus closures before uh, the Christmas break, um, and so a new protocol which was implemented after after the break, so which has really, you know, triggered this kind of anger from 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 teachers. Uh, another thing that, you know, is behind it is really um, the lack of means, you know, so that uh, uh, when you have this situation, that means that you have a lot of teachers who are absent because they are contact cases themselves, etc. Uh, and so one of the things that the teachers wanted was to have a bit more replacement staff, uh, which they got. Actually, the government has announced that it, uh, it would hire 3,300 replacement teachers uh, uh, for these cases. And also it was about, you know, the, the fact that in many French schools, the buildings are not so modern or well-equipped. Uh, and so there was all this discussion around the uh, CO2 ventilators, uh, Etc. You know, and so they have actually the government here again has decided to provide a little bit more funding for that, uh, and also to to give um, uh, FFP2 masks to to teachers. Well, definitely for sure. So, to start a French trade unionist, he spoke on the French radio station French Info, saying that the strike was in fact not against the virus, but rather from a lack 
or against a lack of consultation. Now, from your perspective, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think that it is true, you know, because when, when the, um, so that's really very much what the, what the unions uh, say, and, and what, what's what? You have two different things, you know, one is obviously that, you know, the uh, situation is evolving all the time, which means that there have been a lot of changes, as I said, um, um, and of course part of those changes were not done in consultation with, with the unions. So one of the new things that uh, the minister has announced is that no, he would have these uh, regular meetings with unions every uh, other week, uh, so that hopefully there will be better information. And in fact, the announcement of the new protocol was then on the eve of the return to school. Uh, so, you know, that I think it was on the, the 2nd of January for the return on the 3rd, and it was done in the newspaper. So that it was really bad communication from, from uh, the minister as well, you know, instead of addressing, uh, you know, the teachers and the staff uh, who in France are civil servants. Uh, you know, it was done through the media and just one day before the opening of schools. And so that was also one of the things that was not really appreciated by, by staff. According to union leaders, their members are frustrated with the constantly changing guidelines regarding how to handle the pandemic, which begs the question, why is it that they had to change them with such frequency in the first place? Well, I think that uh, uh, one reason is that uh, uh, France and, and the, the French government has tried to keep the schools and classes open as much as possible, uh, which I believe, and actually the, we know that's also our position at the OECD, you know, that is a good thing. It's better to keep schools open if, if, if you can and to try to do so. Um, so what the consequence of that is because the situation is changing all the time, um, um, you know, and so there, there are these consultations with the, with the scientific uh, council dealing with, with uh, the crisis. Um, you know, there are different levels of diffusion of the virus, um, and of course the scientific knowledge or, and opinions change then you have to take into account the reaction of parents, etc., which is why actually it is evolving all the time. Uh, I think, you know, that what happened in, during this school year is that the protocol has become a bit more relaxed, and actually that's what they've done, because it tended to be too, too rigid and too demanding for parents and also for, um, you know, school principals and, and, and teachers, because they were asking to have... Uh, if you were a contact case, you had to do tests every other day and had two negative tests before you can, could come back. So now they've relaxed that and it's, you know, you, you just need to do it once and to have a, a sworn statement that it, it, it was good. And so, of course, you know, the, the, the staff, they don't have enough uh, capacity and help to do all that, you know. And you can imagine that because it has lasted for now, you know, one year and a half, or even two years now, you know, so then people start to be tired. Uh, you know, there is a fatigue in terms of dealing with all these constraints all the time. And so that's really what makes all these new changes on top of that, uh, you know, you're reaching this kind of tipping point where you start, where people really start being annoyed. Another thing I should add, you know, is that, <laughs> and that is probably of uh, to contextualize a little bit uh, the situation, it's also that uh, France will have uh, its presidential election in three months, 
you know, so that the other factor that you have to take into account, you know, so that there is also the, uh, I would say, uh, the the climate becomes slightly more politicized as well, you know, and that's obviously one of the elements uh, that, that, that counts too. How much of this somewhat gets backed by, you know, according to the OECD, uh, France is somewhere around the 20s in terms of their pay for teachers and uh, in terms of their starting pay, around 7% below average for OECD countries. Uh-huh. Do, would we potentially see potentially uh, a wage bargaining uh, in terms of this second negotiations between the French government and these, and these teacher unions? Oh, I don't think for the second one, but of course there is something which, will, which is around resources. Uh, um, you know, the, the minister has promised that there would be a raise. Uh, um, many of the candidates to the presidential election promise that teachers actually will have a wage increase as well. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing is that, well, you know, I've been around for some time and I've seen a lot of these promises, you know, which have been materialized in, you know, sometimes increases, but which were very small and not so significant for many of, 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 of the teachers. Uh, but I think it has to do with the working conditions as well, you know, so that uh, the question is, uh, it's true that in terms of salary, the French teachers are not doing very well. Uh, you know, the working conditions are not great. Uh, and because of, you know, so that's what the teachers say, is that it's not so much about, it's not just about, you know, the, the fact that there is a fatigue with the situation. It's also that they've been asking for, support and new resources for a while and, and which have not uh, materialized quickly enough in some ways. And so, you know, so that's, uh, I know there is a, I would say the government has acknowledged that, you know, some of, of the constraints were too heavy uh, uh, and also has actually provided additional funding to get, uh, you know, for the safety of, of staff, basically. Oh, definitely. And I mean, mainly because of the wages, it's been very tough to get a lot of these teachers back into school now in order to get them back into schools and to teach their students. Uh, What exactly would the Ministry of Education uh, in France have to do apart from perhaps simply a wage increase? Well, you know, I think that the difficulty, um, well, it depends on, on, on the subject, obviously. Um, um, but, you know, the, I think the difficulty, not just in France, but in many places, is really uh, how you manage to make the you know, teaching profession more better viewed by society. You know, so in fact, in many of the places where teachers feel well, it's really related to how they feel that uh, people look at them, you know, that's, uh, and it doesn't just have to do with salary, you know, it's really the kind of uh, prestige, the feeling of being socially valued, uh, and that's a tough one, you know, because it's not something that just the ministry can just uh, decree, you know, that it's, uh, it has something to do, so the salary has something to do with it, because obviously it says something about where you, you stand, uh, but it also has to, I would say, make the the work more, I would say, uh, stimulating, you know, so that you can see that you can make a difference for your students, that, you know, uh, 
you can do things that are really interesting, that you can see that your students are succeeding. Um, and for that, you need to have means, you need to have some, uh, you know, autonomy, which, you know, French teachers tend, tend to have. You need to have professional learning opportunity that make your job uh, interesting. You need to be able to learn from other people and colleagues, you know, and, and, and when there are tough situations, you need to feel supported. I think that's really the important part, and that's probably what teachers didn't feel this time, and that's why they, they went on strike. So after the initial walkout last Thursday, there was a second strike that took place yesterday, uh -huh. and there's no real clear signs of this coming to a definitive end. So how long do you think this could go on? Oh, there, there is another one on Thursday, uh, but which actually is called for by much less unions than last time. So it is not expected that it will be as big. Uh, I think that, well, you know, so w the, the way that, uh, you know, the um, ministry got out of the strike was to make promises about, you know, uh, some, so some budgetary commitments. And I do believe that probably... Some of the unions want to see, they want to see these things materialize, and also they want to have a better dialogue with uh, with the ministry. And you know, they may call for a few more. We'll see how you know how many people will um, do it. You know, but uh, there may be a few a few more indeed. And before we let you go today, I mean, of course, you do a lot of. Um high up work with OEC with the OECD center is there anything else uh, you would like to add regarding that or regarding this ongoing teacher strike well i think that um, well one thing i would like to say and especially when i think of you know the us context where the question of whether schools should be open closed etc is is one of you know part of the big uh, discussion is that well an easy way is to just close the school, uh, you know, and then, uh, in a sense, you know, teachers are protected. And, and, uh, but I think it's not great for, for the students. And so I think that's really something to, 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 to consider. And how, so the big question for many, and that's a tough one, you know, for governments, is if you want to keep schools as much open as possible, is how you manage to actually... Uh, give, make school safe for teachers, uh, not add to, you know, their usual workload by dealing with all the COVID-related stuff, and so probably you just need to invest a bit more, you know, so that's what now the France has realized, and, and, you know, to have all this extra staff to replace teachers, but also they, they've promised to have a, a few more. In many other countries, uh, people have done the same, you know, they've called back uh, uh, um, people, f f students, uh, f f uh, um, retired teachers, like was the case, for example, in Japan, in England. And so I think that's really something to consider. How do you actually, and especially with the Omicron virus, which, you know, perhaps is not as strong, uh, you know, as far as, you know, health, the health uh, impact uh, uh, is concerned, but which creates much more contact cases and people who are sick and so who have to self-isolate and a lot, lot more staff shortages. So 
Ironically, this one seems to be the one that may have a, an even more disruptive effect on education systems. Uh, and so I think that's really something for auditors to keep in mind. And once again, senior analyst for the OECD Center for Educational Research and Innovation, Stefan Vincent Lankren. Mr. Vincent Lankren, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, and we hope to have you back on real soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure.